Hello and welcome to episode 57 of The Brand Lounge, the place for unfiltered conversations on big topics for small businesses. I'm Tammy Heels, founder of Shadowcat Creative, where I'm a personal brand and marketing consultant, and I show independent businesses how to define and grow their brand and business. And today I am joined by Celine Harlow, self-love and life purpose mentor at her business, My Dawning Light. Thank you so much for joining me today, Celine. No worries, it's a pleasure. I'm so enjoying just watching you talk and pat your cat at the same time. It's a wonder that you have the, the concentration. I don't, I'm just watching the cat. <laughs> yeah, listeners, my, my cat, my office has the best sunbeams in the morning. So my cat Arkham is just sat here at the moment. If I stop fussing him, he's going <laughs> to gonna cause a fuss. So <laughs> I feel like a bit of a super villain going on, just like... Hello, Mr. Bond. (laughs) Right, cool. So today, listeners, Celine and I are going to be talking about overcoming negative self-talk. And I feel like this is such a big and important conversation because we live in a world where most of the marketing that we see is focused on pain points and social feeds are filled with how you could be better or do better or compare your life to others. And it's really easy for your thoughts to start drifting and turning towards like turning all of that inwards. And it can be really hard to break that habit. So today we're going to be talking about what negative self-talk is, approaches that you can maybe take. But I just want to start with a caveat and say that this is general advice. Take what resonates for you and remember that like any habit, it will probably take more than just this one podcast to change it. But we are going to start having those conversations today. So, Celine, let's kick things off by taking the conversation back to its core. So could you share what negative self-talk is? I think that negative self-talk is the art of putting yourself down. So actually, um, when you sent me that question, I sat myself down and I wrote down a list of things that I have done in terms of negative self-talk over the four years that I've had my business. So I'm going to read that list out loud to you guys, and I'm sure that many of you will have experienced those as well. So let's have a look. So the art of putting yourself down, so not sharing your full message. So, you know, kind of just toning it down, just, you know, kind of adapting your message so that it resonates, so that it kind of looks like what, you know, other people are saying on the internet. What else do we have? Um, Paying attention to your fears more than your goals. So it's so often so easy for us to say, oh, I don't want to do a Facebook Live. I don't really feel like doing it, even though I know that it's going to help my business to move forward and so on. And so, you know, what if people, you know, what if somebody jumps on the live and just starts to tell me how much I suck, you know, like (laughs) that could happen, right? So putting more attention to your fears rather than your goals. Um, Self-sabotaging. So something I hear a lot from, Um, business owners is that you know they don't really want to be on social media but they know that it's necessary for their business so they'll start to post for like about a week and then I'll be like oh I need to take care of myself I'm gonna take a break from social media for self-care and this is not self-care yet this is self-sabotage you know and then you know like I just really dislike those posts when people say oh yeah I had a break on social media but now I'm back and they do that for about a week and then they just you know take another break so that's self-sabotage to me at least so talking yourself out of doing things like it's so easy for us to say well you know I want to launch this offer I want to launch this product but (laughs) what if it fails what if it fails (laughs) 
<laughs> and so it's so easy for us to again you know pay attention more to our fears than to our goals and then um you know what happens when somebody writes you a negative review you know like that could be so absolutely soul crushing like i've definitely had those experiences when you know like my business is my baby and i give everything that i have and sometimes it's just not enough to certain clients right like it's just what it is and i remember um, um, a couple of years ago, I used to share my podcast episodes on Inside Timer, which is a meditation app. And um, and so it was quite a lot of work to actually have to put those episodes on the platform. And lots of people um, actually like to share, you know, what they thought of the meditation or the podcast episode or whatever. And one person notably said, this podcast episode was totally useless. And she wrote that as a comment to me. And I was reading all of those comments, you know, myself at the time. And I was responding to all of them at the time personally saying, thank you, saying thank you for your feedback and so on. But that absolutely crushed me, you know. And, um, and I remember just you know, feeling like, well, maybe actually I need to stop and maybe I'm not just not good enough for this, right? And I have one last example for you. Oh no, oh yeah, spending time on useless tasks. So, you know, most of us have perhaps online businesses. I'm not too sure who you guys are, but you know, it's so easy for us to focus on, on stuff that's actually not going to really move the business forward, right? Like um, SER, like it's something that I've never been able to figure out. You know, I had to hire somebody to do it for me, right? And and I just think that it's not, first of all, my area of genius. I'm just not good at it. And also, I just don't feel like it's, you know, making a difference, right? I'd rather do a Facebook Live. And I feel like actually I'm talking about something that I'm interested in rather than doing, you know, SEO. That's always my best example. But I don't know, like editing your bio again and again and again so that it has the perfect wording, you know? So, yeah. So it can look like so many different things. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're reeling off this list. And I'm just sat there going, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, no, all of those. Like, I I absolutely relate to everything on your list, as I'm sure all of the listeners out there will, because I feel like these are, these are things that I see very commonly within the business world, and exactly what you were saying when you put it into context, where you're like, oh, I've, I've done those posts. Oh, I've taken a break from social media because I needed some time. Like, I know that I could have scheduled posts in advance, but I didn't. I know that it was probably self-sabotage because like you had said, like showing up on social media can feel like a chore, but it can also feel wonderful. It depends on how you're talking and what you're using it for. And I feel like self-sabotage usually comes from lack of understanding or lack of purpose in what you're doing. Because if you understand the implications of, okay, so why, why am I showing up on Instagram? Like, why do I have the account to start with? Clearly, I know that there's value in it. But I've decided upon myself with no feedback from anyone else that actually, yeah, I don't think I'm going to post for the next six weeks and then I'll hop on and then it doesn't work because I'm not being consistent. And that just kind of feeds and fuels that negativity inside because you're like, well, it's not working. Why should I put the energy in? But it's not working because you're not putting the energy in. Absolutely. It's so interesting. I was just thinking about like how easy for us it is for us to place our worth on how much engagement we're getting out of our social media posts. Like I know that I post every single day, more than once a day. And sometimes I don't get any likes or comments, right? And when I look at those, you know, really successful entrepreneurs out there who have like tons of comments and tons of private messages and so on. And I'm like, nobody's reading my stuff. Like, I don't see the points, you know, and this is where you can kind of like, yeah, <laughs> to freak out. But at the same time, I also know that so many of my community has been with me from the beginning when I used to just post such embarrassing and awkward stuff <laughs> and they have read every single post, you know, and they're still with me, right? 
and um and they're just not commenting you know it's just it's just not part of what they do you know but they're still here they're still listening they're still learning from me we're still in that space together but i'm just not seeing it and if i'm allowing myself to see oh, i just got one like today well you know it's so easy to say it's not worth it right i just go back to my desk job or working at a coffee shop and say i tried but it didn't work <laughs> been there done that <laughs> It's really, it's really curious as well, because something that you said there at the beginning, you were saying it was when you aren't sharing your message fully, you're not sharing kind of your message in the way that feels right for you. And I feel like negative self-talk often comes when we're judging the things that make us unique because we're trying to do things differently. But the way that businesses become successful is because of those people who are doing things differently and are not conforming to what the expected in air quotes or the normal in air quotes is. Because if you have these people who have these hundreds of thousands of comments, I wonder how many of them actually read a single one of those comments or whether it's just a number that they glance at on a spreadsheet at the end of the month or something like that. Whereas for us as business owners, that one comment or that one like is an opportunity for a conversation, like a personal one-to-one conversation that those follow those um, leaders that have thousands and thousands of followers probably don't get. Yeah, it's really interesting that negative self-talk is actually, it is self-sabotage at its core more than anything else from my perspective as well, because it is making you question all of the things that could be the keys to your personal success. And if you can get past that barrier of, oh, this, this doesn't work or this isn't working for me, like a lot of the time it's lack of patience because, hey, we live in a world of instant gratification but also it's having the courage to embrace the fact that you want to do things differently and push past that awkward phase where people are not responding to it because they will, if you're consistent, they will respond to it. That's how these businesses change the future of business. Like that's what we do. We're building the businesses of the future. Absolutely. And, you know, I think like, especially when you start a business and you have no idea what you're doing like so few of us have business degrees or you know like (laughs) I have no idea what I'm doing on a daily basis I'm just showing up on a zoom meeting right now like um but I have no idea what it's really like to have a business right and so I remember especially at the beginning of my business I was just you know signing up to all of those freebies like those you know secrets to making a seven-figure month and you know less than I don't know two weeks or whatever I don't know like just like crazy things with really catchy titles you know and I would buy the thing or read the thing, watch the webinar with webinars at the time. Um, and, and I used to get really stuck into other people's techniques and strategies, you know, and I felt that I was applying all of these things. And most of these things, you know, just didn't feel really good, like, you know, making, um, you know, doing pitches or um, having those discovery calls. Like I felt, you know, that was so much pressure, but I felt that this is how the industry works. I want to work in that industry. I want to be successful within that industry. I have no idea what I'm doing, so... Obviously, I have to learn from people, but I got really stuck in doing what other people told me to do. And I think that so much of my success now has come from unlearning, like completely unlearning those marketing strategies and coming back to the core of what it is that I want to do, which is for us all, you know, like we have a message, like we have something that we want to share with the world, right? And it could be in, you know, so many different areas of business, but you're here because you want to make a difference, right? So you know, do you choose to follow a strategy because somebody told you that it was going to work and it might not actually work for you? Actually, do you choose to follow what you know to be true for you, right? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Building the business in a way that works for you, I think is absolutely key because as soon as you start trying to build 
the way that I've explained it before that seems to work quite well with my clients is if you're building a business to someone else's strategy, you're building towards someone else's goals because it's not going to be the strategy that works for your goals. You're not building your business. You're building someone else's and hoping that at the last minute you can just kind of take a side turn and hit the goals that you're hoping for. And that's not actually going to work. It doesn't play to your strengths. It doesn't play to your preferences. It, you know, how do you enjoy showing up? How do you like doing content? Do you like talking? If you do start a podcast, I did. I think that's why I did this. If you prefer making videos, do videos. If you hate doing videos, but know it's important and want to learn, do lives, like do Instagram stories. They're only there for 24 hours and then they're gone. There's something out there for everyone. (laughs) If you like talking, but you don't like video, consider something like Clubhouse. Like there are so many different ways of having conversations that turning around and going, oh, I'm just rubbish at all of them. Like that's never going to be true. It's never going to be true because you managed to hold a conversation in real life with other people. You started a business. So you must be able to talk about it somewhere. But it's just your brain being a bit of a bastard telling you that you're not. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. You know, I was talking to a client of mine who took my business course a year ago. And she was telling me, she's a procrastinator kind of kind, I must say. And she was telling me that now she was finally ready to do workshops. And she was set on the idea that she needed to have a website. And I told her, well, you know, through the course in my course, I mentioned that you don't really need to have a website. And I focus really heavily on that. But then she was set on having a website because that's what everybody else is doing. And she hates all things tech. And she was kind of just asking me how to buy a domain name and how to get on WordPress. And I'm like, first of all, I don't like talking about this. This is not my journal genius. You're talking to the wrong person here. But also, why are you forcing yourself to do this? You know that, like, she could convince a cat to buy a car like she is so convincing she is just incredible at talking people into doing things that she thinks they should do right yeah she's an incredible salesperson and she shines when she has those one-on-one conversations with people in real life you know like in you know physical physical conversations like real life stuff so not internet (laughs) stuff anyway and so you know having a website is not actually what she wants to do what she truly wants to do and actually would be actually delaying her from sharing her message and doing what she really wants to do which is talking to people about parenting so I think it can be so sneaky for us to like we just like I you know I follow Katrina Ruth on, on social media and I, I find I find her really interesting and I find how she launches really fascinating and sometimes I'm like like I see that she has posted a new offer and I see like oh my goodness like I could actually do that for my audience and you know, that sounds like something that could be really profitable for me and I kind of start to do what she is doing and you know it doesn't work out it doesn't work out because this is not what I actually truly want to do I want to work with my clients in different ways And we really have to catch ourselves like, are you doing this because you think you should? Or are you doing this because this is your business? This this is what you truly, truly, truly want to do, even if it scares you. I think that's another thing that can scare people. Fear is something that can scare people. You can quote me on that. (laughs) But, you know, like we just we're just afraid of getting out of our comfort zones and doing Facebook lives like. I remember doing a Facebook live uh, three years ago when I was still very new at them. And um, and the internet was not very great. And I had nobody watching the Facebook live, which was quite a relief because I felt that I was so embarrassed anyway, but I felt like I had to do because blah, 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 and uh, a whole lot of reasons. And then I watched the Facebook live at the end. And for some reason, my voice was really high pitched. Like I was kind of like talking like a TV, TV. Is that how you say this in English? And yeah. it sounded like... <laughs> 
this for like about 40 minutes and I was like oh my god like thank goodness nobody watched this Facebook live but you know this is what can happen and it was mortifying at the time and then I'm like okay well what do I learn from this and I kind of crawl under my bed for a little bit and then I come out again and you know I'm terrified doing this interview now like I was just um I was just thinking this morning that I don't know if I have anything important to say to say about negative self-talk I'm like I don't know, like I still have negative self-talk, like we all do, right? Yeah. And well, you have to show up anyway, right? You have to do your best anyway. Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> agree. And like I can I have so many I have so many examples and stories of negative self-talk and the way it's impacted me and my business from yesterday right the way through to the beginning. It's not something that goes away, but it's something to manage. And I think that that's something that we kind of talk around a bit in a in a little bit but it is something that will generally speaking because I know that there are always going to be exceptions out there generally speaking negative self-talk will always rear its head particularly if you're going through a growth phase in your business if you're trying something new if you're stepping out of your comfort zone like you were saying Celine and for me the, the first time I ever did a Facebook live I was terrified. So I was in a group with a couple of my best friends who were driving from their place to come to visit me. Like this is well before COVID and like the pandemic and everything. And they're like, oh, we're doing a challenge where everyone has to do a Facebook live just to introduce themselves like 30 seconds, not much. And I was absolutely terrified, but I was more terrified that if I didn't do it by the time that they got to my house, I'd have to do it with two people watching So I was just like, right, I'm going to have to bite the bullet and I'm going to have to do my first ever Facebook Live and I've got to do it within the next half an hour before they get here. Otherwise, they're going to be stood there listening to me do this Facebook Live. And that for me was more terrifying. And I did it and my hands were shaking so much that I had to keep moving because like the screen was just like constantly (laughs) shaking. And I talked really, really quickly. And I don't think I made a lot of sense and I refused to watch it back, but I did it. And then from there, it didn't feel as scary to do it again. And my inner voice was just like, why would you ever do it again? It was terrifying. It made you feel awful. But then I got some really nice feedback around it, which kind of encouraged me that it wasn't as bad. And I just kept reminding myself that the only way that we can grow and do new things is to try them and you have to try them more than once I think like you can try something once go this isn't for me and then throw it away but I think that first time you're so full of adrenaline and fear and like uh, it's almost like you have an emotional hangover afterwards that is like I don't know if this is right for me or not but after a couple of times you really get to know do you know what? I wanted to do Facebook Lives because I wanted to have conversations with multiple people from, from the comfort of my office so that I didn't have to go to as much networking. And it worked really well. And then I started doing weekly lives and then I started doing bi-weekly, like twice weekly lives. And it was it became this thing that I really enjoyed. But later on, the negative self-talk came back because it doesn't always go away, even with the same things. And um, yeah, and that's just something that you need to kind of work your way around. So when it comes to negative self-talk, from your experience, is there any advice that you could give to people out there who are like, this is all well and good. I recognize that I have negative self-talk. I recognize that I'm self-sabotaging all the rest of it, but how do I work around that? So 
Could you share a little of what maybe has helped you? Absolutely. Um, so I have quite a wide range of techniques now that help me to get over myself. But I think the first step is to always breathe, like recognize that it's something that's happening, right? And if you can catch the thoughts before you start to go down that cycle of, oh, I'm not enough, I can't do it, I'm going to fail, and so on, people are going to judge me, people are going to reject me, nobody's going to buy from me anyway. Ah! So if you can catch the first thought, right? I'm afraid. It's okay, breathe through it. You know, we're so afraid of our heavy emotions, right? We kind of think that we should always feel confident and self-assured and powerful and abundant and blah, 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 blah. But it's okay to feel the fear, actually. You're not going to die from feeling the fear. If you can acknowledge that you're feeling the fear, then you can actually recognize the emotions and the belief systems that are associated with that fear. I can't do it. Okay, that's fine. I, I recognize this. Do I choose to pay attention to that belief system? Yes or no? And if you say yes, well, that's okay. It's a choice that you're making and you can choose another choice. You can make another choice later on. It doesn't matter, right? And I think that's the most powerful tool I have. And then I think that we could, we should deserve, like we should focus more on the reason why we're doing all of these things. And I was just thinking when you were talking earlier, Tammy, that, you know, it's a fine line between knowing when to step out of your comfort zone and knowing what's not right for you, right? And you could actually say, oh, it's not right for me when actually it is very much right for you, but you're too, you know, too much of a scaredy cat to do it, right? And I completely acknowledge this, like I, I'm, I'm in the space of fear every day, you know, like it just happens on a daily basis, you know, but, you know, are you choosing to show up? Are you choosing to show up to the best of your ability? And I think that's, you know, that's something that we that we have to learn, right? Like, you know, having a business is incredibly hard. Like it's incredibly challenging, right? It comes with so much responsibility and you have to keep your mindset in check. And I know that's, you know, the mindset word is thrown around all over the place, all over the time. And you've heard about the mindset all of, it, all of the time, like so often you're kind of sick of it. I'm sick of it as well. And so my answer to this is that is to actually remove all of the emotions associated with whatever it is that you know you need to do, right? So remove the fear, remove the panic, remove the, ah, and just get to work, right? And another thing that I've started to do recently is that well, I actually realized that I was working so hard on my business. Like I was doing nothing else but working on the business, working on the business, getting impatient, getting frustrated. Ah! And it was actually having this huge impact on my personal life, on my health and on my marriage and so on. And I realized that, well, perhaps I'm not exactly where I want to be, but I'm getting there, right? And something that I realized is that I was actually taking a whole lot of action because I was afraid, because I was scared, because I was stressed, because I felt that if I didn't show up on Facebook Live, then everything was going to crumble down and the whole universe was going to be angry at me, right? And so something that I've started to do is that I only... Um, start to take action in my business when I feel good in myself. And if I don't feel good, then I do everything that I can, everything that I can. I spent most of the day today crying and crying and crying and just feeling like I was, I had so much shame and guilt and regret that of stuff that I did in my business that didn't really work out and offers that failed and so on. And, you know, I had to spend the day actually just telling myself, well, this is, this is something that I'm feeling and I, and I can actually allow myself to feel it knowing that I'm not going to stay there. And tonight I'm showing up, right? So it's kind of this balance of knowing, well, are you showing up to the best of your ability? I think that is a question I'm constantly asking myself and if you're not doing your best, then, you know, this is where regrets will come in, right? But if you do your best, if you do your absolute best, then, yeah, success is bound to come, right? And being consistent. <laughs> <laughs> being consistent, oh my goodness, is the hardest thing. But something that you've said there is uh, is such a wonderful approach and, like, a, a better addition to what we always hear. So I've had the message so many times of if you don't feel like posting, if you don't want to show up in a certain way, then 
you know, you, you don't have to because then the energy is going to be off and people will, yeah, everything else. People will feel that you're not really wanting to show up. But not everyone says the next bit that you highlighted, which is instead of posting, do everything you can to get yourself out of that space. How can you feel better? How can you realize all of the success and achievements that you've had? How can you try and move yourself out of that space where you're feeling like you're everything that you do is not working and that you're a terrible business owner and that you're a complete failure and that you should probably just quit before the world spontaneously combusts or whatever else it is that you're catastrophizing in that (laughs) moment because we all do it like I'm sure we all do it but it's more important to focus if you're not going to put that energy into creating the content to move your business forward put that energy back into yourself to move yourself forward so that you can start putting that that management technique to realize that you know review your reviews and see how wonderful people have said that you are or look at the work that you're really proud of that you do share like if you're a designer or creative look at the key pieces that you've really enjoyed working on or have a conversation with someone that you know brightens your day it doesn't have to be in recognition of how you're feeling but it can be a response to how you're feeling just to try and move you out of it And those are some of the things that I find really helpful. Um, When I worked with a coach, the wonderful Adina Kroll, she recommended that you have an evidence list. So screenshot every nice thing that someone says about you. Screenshot every reaction that you have. If you post a bit of advice on a random Facebook group and someone's like, that's really helped me, thank you. Screenshot that shit and keep it on your phone in an evidence folder. So when your brain is sat there, I like to think of my brain as a separate entity sometimes. When your brain sat there telling you, oh, you know, you're not very good at this and you shouldn't really do this. And do you remember that time that you said that thing that was really weird? All of that stuff, you can check out exactly what people genuinely think of you because people go out of their way to tell you nice things. They're not going to do that if they don't mean it. Like they've got better things to do with their time. Absolutely. I also have a feel good folder on my laptop and I, I like to put all of the screenshots and everything that I've accumulated over the years. And it's called a feel good folder in my, my donning life business folder. And I just look at it sometimes and, you know, I look at all the nice things that people have said in the reviews and the nice messages from grateful clients and so on. And, but I was just thinking that, you know, sometimes it's actually not enough. Like sometimes I read those things and I still feel like crap about myself. And I think that's so much like there's so much power in just realizing that what you're telling yourself is a story that you have rehashed over and over and over again. Like sometimes I can, like I sometimes wake up at 2 a.m. in the morning and I start to think about like something that I did wrong in the business or a mistake that I made or whatever, something that I'm not so proud of or whatever. We've all done that. And I just start to kind of just go down that story of blah, 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 blah. Like Celine sucks basically and all of these different variations. And it keeps me awake, you know, but then you know, it's something that has happened to me like thousands and thousands and thousands of times since I started my business. And by now I know it. You know, I know the story. Celine, blah, 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 you suck. You know, I get it, you know. But again, do I choose to pay attention to that story? Or do I choose to tell myself, well, I believe in myself enough to continue to keep going, even when the going gets hard, because I believe in my business, I believe in my message. And most importantly, I believe in the people that I'm here to help. You know, because we have a responsibility, we are business owners, we're here to make a difference, right? And if we don't show up, well, it's not just like, you know, poor you, you're not making the money and the impact and the influence that you want to make, but also you're not helping the people that you're here to help, right? And so I think that you're doing yourself a massive um, disservice, is that a word? Yeah. 
but also, you know, you're not showing up to your, for your clients as well. And they're waiting to hear from you. They're waiting. Like if I don't post, you know, something on Facebook, like my audience will be like, what the heck is going on? You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's a really important point as well, because when you start a business, you start a business for yourself, but genuinely, like you're not doing it just for you. You're doing it for the people that you want to help. You're doing it for the impact that you want to make, whether that's a few people or hundreds of people or the entire planet whatever it is that made you have enough self-belief to start that business, come back to that space where you're like, you know what? I believed in myself enough to give this a go. I believed in myself enough to either quit my job or not spend as much time with my family or, you know, whatever it is that you have negotiated and compromised on in order to make space for this business in your world. Like you did that because you believed in yourself and you did that because you believed in what you can do and you believed in the power of the impact that you can make. So it's remembering, I, I, it's that whole cliche of remembering your why, like remember why you started, but it is important. <laughs> the cliches are always right. It just sucks that they're cliched, but you can, there's only so many ways you can redress it, isn't there? <laughs> Absolutely. But that's something that's going to carry you. And I think that's something that really used to crush me down, crush me down, um, you know, was those, you know, success stories of people who made it in business, you know, within the six, you know, first months of their business. And I know so many of them and perhaps they're not quite honest or perhaps they're just really smart at business and I'm not, you know, and I just used to think like, my God, I'm three years into my business. I have given everything that I had to this business and I'm just like, I don't know if this is going to work. And yeah, like if you can remember that, you know, you started this for a reason, like, you know, first of all, so that you don't have to, you know, answer to a boss that's, you know, bullying you or making you do stuff that you don't want to do. Like that's a big enough reason, but also, you know, you're here to enjoy your life, right? And I don't necessarily want to spend 60 hours in an office. I want to live my life, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I just I just want to stop waiting to live my life. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, it comes down to, you know, how do you choose to live your life? I think like, how do you, what do you truly want to do with yourself? What do you truly want to do with yourself? And just kind of just start to take those small steps and realizing that, yeah, everybody's journey towards success is is completely different. And, you know, I know people who are incredibly successful in business and they have so much money in the bank account and they have this incredible apartment and this incredible life, but then, you know, their health is crap, you know? So also realize that there are areas in your life where you're so, so, so good. Like I'm really good at being married, you know, like I just enjoy my marriage. I enjoy, enjoy being married to my beautiful husband. I'm so good at this, you know? And, you know, I'm just going to get there in my business, you know, whatever it takes, I'm committed to myself enough to making it happen no matter what. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> I think that it's really important as well. I saw I saw a post on Instagram and I can't remember it word for word. So I'm probably going to butcher this, but no one's going to remember because I don't. Um, and it was something around like if you're going to go and meet a friend somewhere, say you haven't seen each other in ages, you're going to go and meet a friend somewhere. You're never going to be more concerned about how they're getting there than you are about how you're getting there. Like you're focusing just on what you're doing and your journey will look different to theirs because, you know, maybe you're taking a different vehicle. Maybe you're taking the train and they're taking the car. Maybe you need to stop for a coffee because, hey, caffeine. Um, Maybe they choose to stop for some other reason or 
where you never look at the details of how someone else is getting to the point where you're going to meet them. And in business, that can be the same, like the the method that you use, the vehicle that you choose to move you from where you are to where you want to be. And the number of stops that you take, like maybe you want to take the scenic route, maybe you want to get there as quickly as possible, whatever it is that you're doing doesn't impact the fact that you're both going to meet at the end anyway. So it's less important to look at other people's and I know it's hard because comparison is such a bugger it really is and it's so easy to look at other people and like you said it could be businesses that are this like similar to you in the same industry in the same field the same clients or it could be just anyone that you know like I've seen people who have gone from running like launching a business to earning hundreds of thousands of pounds within the first year and I'm four years down the line and I'm like what is it that I'm not doing that (laughs) usually it's what is it that they're doing that I'm not and if I sit there and look at it objectively it can be like oh I see they're being them I'm not them (laughs) exactly exactly oh my god you know one thing that was really helpful for me was to spend a whole lot of time unsubscribing and unfollowing people Like, and I was spending like so much time on social media and I was like really like agonizing over those things like that we just talked about. And so now I'm down to following just two people on on Facebook and Instagram. And what you guys, like if you're using Google Chrome on your laptop, you need to get a newsfeed eradicator on on Google Chrome. It is so helpful. It means that you're able to post on Facebook without having to check your newsfeed when you're supposed to be working. It is so good. And, you know, I've actually done that work of, of unsubscribing. And, you know, if somebody says something that I don't like or that makes me question myself or that makes me feel like I'm not enough or blah, 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 then I just unfollow, unfollow, unfollow and unfollow and I'm so, um, I guess I'm really picky now at like, um, yeah, with who I follow now on social media, you know, because like if somebody, if I follow somebody because I'm jealous of them, like that's not a good enough reason, you know, I can just unfollow them and they'll be happier as well. I think that that's really important because we are responsible for the content that we consume. So if you are feeling that comparison and you're getting those negative self-talk and you're finding yourself self-saboteur is rearing up every time that you're checking your Instagram feed, you probably not curated your feed in a way that is going to bring you happiness when you go there. Like I've now narrowed down like the three different types of accounts that I follow on Instagram are things that inspire me, which could be anything from food to interiors to individuals to memes whatever things that inspire me the second one is businesses that I want to genuinely support not following my competitors to have a nose and see what they're doing because that's not beneficial for anyone but genuinely other businesses that I want to support whether they're competitors or not um clients everything like that um and the third one is is Instagram cats to be honest, like those are the three accounts that I've makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's on brand. It brings me joy. <laughs> Exchange cat memes with my other half. It's a whole thing. <laughs> but it means that no longer when I go onto Instagram, I suddenly my my whole world changed from feeling like crap every time I looked at social to now it's like, oh, I know I'm going to go there and have a good time because these are the people that I like hanging out with. So yeah, I highly recommend taking responsibility for the content that you absorb because it will have an impact on your brain. Absolutely. And it's, it's really about having the discipline as well. I find that so much um, of success in business comes down to having discipline, you know, the discipline to post, you know, once a day on social media, whenever you're inspired, whatever you choose to do or to show up every week after week, even when it gets awkward, 
um, I don't know, to just, you know, show up and uh, have, like having this discipline, you know, and you hear those, you know, coaches and mentors who say like, wake up at 4am and like do like, two hours of running every day. I'm like, God, and I, I, I believed in that for a little while, you know, but I need to wake up at 7.30 or 8.30pm. Like that's my, that's my time, you know, like if I don't do that, I feel like crap for the rest of the day. And I love what you said earlier about you being you, you know, I think that that's so much, um, oh my God, like there's so much that we could talk about when it comes to you being you, you know, but I think that's the reason why we started this business, right? You know, you started this business because you want to be more of you, right? And you working for somebody else, doing something that you're not truly passionate about, having to wake up at a crazy time to do these things that you're really not passionate about. Like, this is not you, right? And you started this business because you want to be you. You want to have the freedom to do the yoga, to walk the dog, to, you know, cook for yourself at 3 p.m. in the afternoon if that's what you want to do, to work with your clients in a certain way, to offer certain kinds of products in the way that you want to offer them, right? So it's, I mean, you know, asking yourself again and again, like in what ways am I not allowing myself to be me, to be fully, fully, fully me? is always good journaling prompt and you can always get so much from it, um, <laughs> even if you've been in business for 20 years. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I think that we often find it's so easy to lose yourself in the noise of everything else. And it's something that I've been exploring quite a lot within both my business and with my clients recently is just kind of like, what are you the business owner now that you thought that you were going to be like, is your business what you thought it was going to be? Because if it's not, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing things wrong. It might just be that you are finding it hard to listen to the way that you want to do things because your inbox is full of freebies, because your social media feeds are full of noise, because you're too concerned with what Susan is doing with her business. Like it's really easy to absorb so much crap from everyone else that all of a sudden you don't recognize your business anymore because it's not yours. It's everything. It's like this Frankenstein mm -hmm. of everything else that you've taken on board. One of the most valuable things, your journaling prompt there was fantastic, but one of the most valuable things you can do absolutely is to look at your business and objectively go, does this feel like it's something that I would have done if I was looking at this from an outside point of view, or is that, has this come from somewhere else and just like floated along with the rest of the business? Because those are going to be the bits that trip you up. Those are the bits that are someone else. And those are the bits that are just going to make you feel like you're not doing enough. You're not doing the right things. You're not saying the right things. You're not being heard. It's just because you're trying to use someone else's voice. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. I think like something that really make, made a difference for me as well was to stop, like to just give myself one opportunity to check social media. Like once a day, I'm allowed to check social media. I just recently... Uh, like I did this a few years ago and then I went back into the, oh, like checking social media all the time to make sure I answer all the messages and check all the notifications and make sure that at least one person has liked my post today. And, um, and I realized that it was having this massive, like just, it was just putting me down and yeah, like, you know, your message is more important than other people's reactions to it. You know, like what you have to share is more important than anything else. Right. And so I allow myself now to check my social media and my inbox once a day once a day that's 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 it that's it you know and you know one thing that you can do as well just is to see how you're actually structuring structuring organizing structuring your day sorry and just you know realizing that perhaps you're not putting the you know the, the actions that are really going to move you forward 
first. You know, like for example, like one thing that moves me forward in my business is writing social media posts, is writing whatever is on my heart for my people. You know, I talk about self-love, but that's a very personal um, you know, topic. And if I have something to share because I feel passionate about it, or if I see that somebody's doing this and I have something to say about that, like I want to talk about this. You know, I'm not going to let myself postpone this because then the energy is not going to be there anymore. I'm going to be too tired and I'm going to want some food and some chocolates and it walk, right? And so actually if I allow myself to be creative at the beginning of the day, like this is my most creative time. This is when I have a lot of energy, right? Then I can um, schedule other tasks at the end of the day or at, you know, at the late morning or whatever, you know, other tasks that need to be doing, like responding to clients' messages or, I don't know, thinking about creating new offers, I don't know, whatever, or, you know, doing some admin stuff, doing my accounting, ah, <laughs> you know. Um, but I can do that, you know, during the rest of the day when that important and vital stuff that actually is moving me forward has already been done. And then at the end of the day, I can feel like, actually, I have done what I wanted to do. I, I have done what my heart wanted me to do. And I have done what was really important for me in my business today. And that's got to be, that has to be, that has to be enough, you know, that has to be enough. So I can rest now. I can allow myself to rest because we've all had those, you know, days off when we're actually not really resting. And the only thing that we can think about is our business and and all the things that you have to do and all the things that you haven't done this week. And, oh my God, you're procrastinating and, oh, it's so overwhelming and so on. And she wants to have a nap, but no, you can't. You have to, I don't know, do whatever. Yeah, no, I I absolutely agree with all of that. I think finding a structure that works for you is something that I have been trying to do for the last four years. And I find that it kind of varies depending. I'm finding it difficult with the lighter evenings here. So the clocks have changed in the UK so that now it's light until like nine o'clock at night. And for example, last night, I didn't realize what the time was until my other half was like, are you okay up there? It's like, oh crap, it's like eight o'clock at night. I hadn't even realized. Whereas I find that working in the mornings, I'm generally less creative. So having conversations like this, I love having in the mornings because I always used to schedule them for the afternoon when I, which is usually my creative time, but it meant that I was finding it really hard to get any creativity in my day because I was using that time for having these conversations. Whereas now I get to be inspired in the morning by having these conversations, which then fuels the creativity that I have in the afternoon. So yeah, absolutely. If your negative self-talk is kicking up because you haven't accomplished enough in air quotes that day then have a look at how you're structuring your day and what you want to do and when. And like you said, discipline, honestly, discipline over motivation for me really is key. When I realized that I can't rely on motivation, but I can be disciplined, that was a bit of a game changer when it came to making sure that I was showing up in a certain way every day, even if it's just in one place. Like my aim every day is to have one conversation with someone about what I do, whether that's helping them with their branding, helping them with their messaging, whether it's just introducing them to someone else who can help with their brand and their messaging, whatever it is, I just want to have that conversation every day and switching the pressure away from posting on six different social media channels to Mm -hmm. having a conversation really was a game changer for me because it felt much more natural and I've been more productive because of it. Absolutely. And I think it's something that we could all benefit from. Like I'm, I'm very spiritual, I suppose you could say, but I'm also incredibly organized. And so like, you know, you have like set tasks that you have to do every week in your business, right? So, you know, I have to do my podcast. I have to, you know, answer messages. I have to check my inbox. I have to do my accounting every week because otherwise I just leave it to the end of the tax year and then I start to panic, right? And so if you can actually have to, if you can actually establish a routine of one thing that you have to do 
on Monday. One thing that you have to do on Tuesday. So for example, Monday is my podcast day when I you know share my podcast and do all the podcast stuff that whatever it is. I'm not gonna go down into it, into it because it's gonna be too complicated. But uh, Tuesday is you know working on my membership. So creating new content for my membership is writing emails out to them as well. Uh, Wednesday is a day off for me. It, it has to be a day off, otherwise I go crazy. Um, Thursday is my creative day. So actually on, on Thursday, my friend comes and teaches me how to sew a linen skirt. And then I go to pottery at night. And um, I'm supposed to do something on Thursday, but I can't think of what it is now. And Friday is my accounting, right? And you know, so I have this weekly rhythm that makes me feel like I'm actually moving forward. I'm doing what needs to be done. And I don't need to think about it. Like I don't need to think, oh my God, I haven't posted the, po the podcast today or this week, or I haven't done my accounting this week. Oh my God, it's been a month already. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> and then it turns into this gigantic task that I keep postponing and procrastinating on. But actually, if I can say, okay, I'm, I'm going to do my accounting for an hour on Friday, non-negotiable. If I don't do it, it no. Well, I actually didn't do it on Friday because I was sick last week, but I did it on Monday, first thing Monday. So, so, you know, you have that space for the rhythm and the routine. And then, you know, once you have enough discipline, then you can establish self-trust, you know, you know, you can know that you, know, you, you trust yourself enough to get the job done basically. Right. And so then you can start to think about, okay, so what is the most inspiring thing for me to do right now? Podcast can't be bothered. We'll delegate. <laughs> we'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> what else can I do that will actually, you know, bring me a whole lot of joy because that's the reason I started this business would be to create a new offer, for example. So, um, but yeah, I think that we need to nail down this discipline thing because it just, yeah, it just trips so many business owners and it just drives me nuts because it's something that's so easy, you know, so act, I mean, apply more discipline in your life and also realize that you don't need to drive yourself crazy if you're the over-disciplined person like I am and just say, well, actually, how can I act and flow today? You know, what do I need to do today that would bring me joy? Yeah, I love that. And that really links back to one of the points that you were saying right at the beginning, which is spending time on useless tasks is a form of negative self-talk and that like busy work or lack of, um, I was going to say lack of procrastination. I meant lack of productivity or procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> lack of procrastination in your life. Um, but yeah, filling your time with just busy stuff is a habit that I notice rear up for me when I'm having those moments of self-doubt or if the imposter's building up or anything like that, I tend to see that formulate and, and show itself as me being busy for the sake of it. And as someone who has spent her entire corporate career overworking, having extra jobs, working overtime, doing extra hours, like I literally, one of the reasons I wanted this business was so that I had more time to myself and to my, like my other half and my cats. And I found that in those moments where I'm doubting myself, those are the times where I'm like, okay, I have to work this weekend. Okay. I have mm -hmm. to work tonight, like intentionally work tonight or whatever else it is. Whereas if I strip back my week to being, what are the key things I need to get done? Like you were saying, like, I need to get my podcast promoted. I need to, I don't know, hand over stuff to my accountant. That's not true. He deals with all of that, but you know, <laughs> the stuff that I need to do within my business, what's the bare basics that I need to do today? And what's one thing that I would like to achieve by the end of this week. And then that helps me to see where I've got all of this time and I can feel rich in time rather than necessarily feeling rich within the financial sense because I think both are valid if those are your goals and one of your goals of having a business was to have more time but all you're doing is focusing on your finances like you're missing that huge part of one of the the types of wealth that you wanted was time so 
make sure that you're measuring both. Like after this podcast, it's 10 o'clock in the morning here in the UK. I'm going to go and sit in the bath for an hour before I go and have my lunch because I just want to have that time to decompress and think about our conversation. But it would be really easy for me to then go away and go, you know what? Okay, I've done my podcast. So what's next? What am I going to do next? Let's get busy. Let's do stuff. But I know that taking the hour is going to make me more productive and creative this afternoon when I'm creating a brand concept. So, you know, look at your time as a commodity of your business as well, not just your finances, because I think that that can help with that negative self-talk of I'm doing so much and not getting anything back. Absolutely. You know, I actually played this experiment. So I was sharing with you earlier that I was, you know, overworking and it came to a point where it wasn't sustainable. So that's happened about a year ago in December, 2016. So actually we were staying at the beach with my friends, my, with my husband, sorry. So my friend had loaned us her beautiful house by the beach. And I spent all of that time crying because my business was not working. And so eventually I realized, I mean, I realized this every, every couple of months that I'm working way too hard, right? So recently I, I started this experiment and I said, well, now I'm only going to do that one thing a day, the podcast, the membership, whatever. And that's it. That's it. And I will only do things when I feel like doing them because I've applied enough discipline in my life and I know that I can trust myself. Like I know that I can rely on myself to, to get things done. And I realized that actually I'm making as much money, you know, and I am doing yoga and I'm going to pottery and I'm learning how to sew and I'm doing so much baking. My husband is over the moon. And, you know, I learned how to make apple cider vinegar. Like This is something that's so important to me. Like I want to make, you know, health, nutritious food for myself. That's self-love to me. And before, you know, I wasn't doing that and I was taking all these actions and I felt like I was moving forward and I had like all these fancy stuff and I had a fancy website and so on, but nothing to show for it. And I was damaging my health because I was eating fish every night and I was not sleeping well and so on. And, you know, I was having arguments with my husband and so on. And, you know, so much of what you're doing actually is not necessary. And I... Yeah, I'm willing to bet on this, actually. And so much of what I'm doing is not necessary either, you know, so... It comes down to, yeah, you choosing the life that you want to live and just living it now, right? Because you can always tell yourself, I will be happy and I will go for a holiday at the beach once I have, you know, made six figures in my business. But then, you know, once you have hit those six figures and you'll be like, oh, wait, like that was just, that was just a fluke. Like it wasn't supposed to happen. That was just like a random gift from the universe. <laughs> wait, let's see if I can manifest it or make that money again in the second month, right? <laughs> working so hard, working so hard, exhausting yourself <laughs> in the meantime and doing everything, you know, yourself because you can't, you know, think that you can delegate this to stuff to somebody because nobody will take your business as seriously as you do and so on they're all like exhausting yourself exhausting things like that. and then you kind of just you know keep on postponing that right and I think that you know I just got so sick of myself I got so sick of me pushing myself harder and harder and harder and yeah focus on what's truly important and urgent in your business and leave the rest to the fate gods of fate the universe <laughs> to sort it out for you <laughs> I think it's so easy to forget that your business is long term. And that sounds like such an oxymoron because we all know that we've started these businesses because we're working towards a lifestyle that we want. But we seem to forget that business is that whole it's a marathon, not a sprint, since we're bringing cliches back. But it is like your business is long term. So if you don't get absolutely everything done by the end of this specific week, like you've got all of the rest of the weeks afterwards. And if you can take some of that time to really appreciate and 
like relish the fact that you've done this and you've started this business. You believed in yourself enough to start. You've started this business. You're working with clients. You're putting the content out there that lights you up, that you know is helping other people. And you celebrate that by taking time to yourself to really enjoy the fact that you do this instead of having a nine to five. Like that's going to set you up more for success in the future. Because exactly like you were saying, if you were gifted everything that you are working towards right now, would you have the discipline to really make the most of it? Or is it because you haven't gone through that process where it feels like it's something that you've you've worked towards? Would it just be squandered, be considered a fluke? And then it's not actually going to fix all of the bits behind the scenes that are going wrong. Like if you're if you're constantly feeling like you're rubbish with money and you're given a massive chunk of money, have, will you instantly also develop those habits to no longer be rubbish with money? <laughs> like you get the thing, you don't get the process. Mm, so true. I remember when a mentor said that to me a couple of years ago, like if you know everything that you wanted was handed down, handed to you, sorry, would you be able to receive it? And my answer was like, yeah, obviously. But the answer was no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know that feeling. I've looked at it before and I'm like, oh God, you know what? If I was just given like X amount of money, (laughs) I'd spend it in this way, which I'm sure we've all done since we were kids. Like (laughs) if I was given this amount of money, I'd go on holiday, I'd pay off my house, I'd, you know, buy something outrageous or whatever it is. But actually you're not, you're not changing the habits that you formed with the way that you treat money now, the way that you treat money now will just be amplified with the more money that you get given. So, you know, look after your health, look after your time, look after your finances, which is something that I'm desperately working on this year to try and break those money habits. And that will lead you in good stead. So when that you do have that success that you want and you do have all that time and all that money and all those clients and everything else that you're working towards, whatever that might be, you are prepared to, like you said, prepare to receive it. You're prepared to actually use that, that, that stuff in a way that works for you rather than, you know, building someone else's business, getting handed a bunch of cash. And then you're like, I have no idea what to do with this. <laughs> And then you just go back to where you were. And then that self-talk would kick in again because then you're like, oh, I'm a failure because I didn't handle this situation very well. And yeah, set yourself up for success because in all honesty, you're the only one that can do it. Absolutely. Oh my God. I don't know if I have anything else to say. That was such a beautiful, oh, that was such a beautiful sentence. I'll just be listening to that sentence again and again. (laughs) But luckily it's recorded. (laughs) So I think if, I feel like that's quite a nice stop if, if you're feeling like we can wrap it up here, why don't we wrap it up here? We can always have, you know, continue these conversations elsewhere. This isn't ever going to be the kind of one and done conversation, unfortunately. I feel like self-talk, um, whether it's positive or negative, is something that should be openly discussed much, much more because we all have those thoughts. We all wake up like at three o'clock in the morning suddenly with your brain going, hey, you remember this? Or, oh, we didn't do that you know find your way find what works for you find what works for you in your business find what works for you to quiet those thoughts and yeah just believe in yourself like you did when you started cool so from everything that we have discussed today um what would be the one piece of advice that you would share with the listeners that they could go away and maybe action after listening to this podcast well obviously there's just so much to think about right and I have so much to think about as a result of this conversation but 
Um, one thing that I've done recently that I've started to do recently is to ask myself what success truly looks like for me. So, um, and like to go really like really down into the retail of it, like what time do I wake up? How do I work with my clients? How much money do I make? Although that's a question that can trip us um, down. <laughs> so maybe leave that out. But, you know, how do you want to live your day? Basically, what kind of clothes do you wear? And just kind of just, you know, think about that person I mean, who is that person that you're wanting to become? And then see that actually you're not that far away from becoming that person, right? So if I think about Celine, who has the house, has the puppy, has the cat, has the success, has the, I don't know, mentoring clients and all the things that she wants, you know, how does she act in her day-to-day life? Like what habits does she have? What thoughts does she have? You know, perhaps she's still afraid, <laughs> you know, showing up on other people's podcasts and you know, doing interviews and doing lives and so on. But, you know, what's, what belief system does she have? How does she wake up? How does she feel when she wakes up, right? And then start to pick one thing that you can start doing right now. And, you know, for me, it was to, you know, start doing yoga every single day again, because, you know, I do spend a lot of time, you know, sitting down at the laptop and I have so much pressure on my shoulders and upper back and it's becoming a problem, right? But I know that I can fix it easily by doing 20 minutes of cat-cow thingy, whatever. So, you know, what habit can you implement right now? And, you know, once you have that, um, once you have nailed down that habit or implemented that habit, I should say, then what else can you do, you know? And I think that, um, yeah, so much of success for me is to think about what that Selena in the future thinks about and what she feels and her belief systems and to just see that actually I can have those belief systems right away, right now. And to really bring that into the present because otherwise, you know, we'll always be working towards something. And that's just not a life that I want to live. So so who is a woman, man, cat that you want to become and how can you become that woman, man, cat right now? <laughs> Fantastic. I love that. I absolutely love that. I've jotted down those questions because I feel like that's something that, yeah, I'm definitely going to contemplate at least for this afternoon, but it feels like something to keep coming back to every time that you get closer to that person I imagine that your scope of who they are gets more detailed or slightly further away from where you are so it's always worth considering yeah brilliant so where can the listeners find more of you online Celine? Oh, so I'm my dawning light. So M Y D A W N I N G L I G H T on all the things. Um, I'm really enjoying Instagram at the moment, so you can join me there. I'm also doing uh, live self love meditations on um, Sunday afternoon or evening if you're in the US and Europe. It's Monday 11:30 a.m. NZT for me, and we're doing self love meditations for free on Inside Timer. So you can download the app and join me on these Inside Timer meditations. They're so cool. We have such an amazing group of people who show up every week, and what we do is that we kind of cover a different aspect of self-love every week so it could be self-worth it could be self-talk it could be your relationship with food it could be your self-care it could be you know your relationship with your past with your traumas and so on and yeah we'd love to invite you to join us it's a really fun fun group sounds amazing okay I will I will get all of the links from you um, and add them into the show notes so listeners if that's something that you're interested in definitely be sure to click on through and go and find Celine online and try some of those meditations as well it can find I've recently started meditating and found it quite calming although it felt really weird at first just to be sat there (laughs) like okay I'm just gonna carve 20 minutes out of my day just to sit and now I'm just like, oh, I need my meditation time. <laughs> um, perfect. Thank you so much for joining me today, Celine. I feel like we've had such a valuable conversation and there was so many good tips and advice in there. So I really hope that this has been valuable for you as well. 
Mm, absolutely. And, you know, it's such an important conversation as well. It's not something that we talk about. It's like, all we can see online is, oh, I made six figures this month. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, and we kind of keep those things to ourselves. And, you know, if you don't know anybody who's in business, you know, like, who else can you share this with? You know, who can you share this with? Is what I wanted to say. So it's good to have this conversation and find somebody that you can talk, you know, this these things through because, you know, you just can't hold on to these. I tried and it didn't work. <laughs> I ended up crying at the beach for three days. <laughs> Yeah, no crying at the beach for three days, guys. Like, we don't need more of that. (laughs) Um, So listeners, be sure to come back here on Thursday as well when Celine will be sharing her business journey and her brand story so far. And until then, I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode and whether this has helped you to see yourself and your thoughts in a different way. So come on over and join the conversation in our community on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, the links will be in the show notes and I will see you in the brand lounge.